0: I'm
1: Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller.
0: And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know? is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others.
1: Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five.
0: And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Hi,
1: everybody. It is
0: Sunday afternoon, June 21st, 2020. Father's Day afternoon. I'm Dan
1: Broskell here with my good friend Dave Geller. And Dave, who else is with us today? Well, happy Father's Day, Dan. Thank you very much. Uh, We are excited to have another uh, great dad, great person, great friend with us today. We've been talking about him off and on on the pod, dropping his name, and he's with us today, Mike Lavin.
2: Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Happy Father's Day to you guys
0: as well. All right. Mike, we can call him Coach, we can call him Mike, call him Dad. We'll take, we'll take our pick. Call me anything. Call him anything. Um, rocking the TB12 hat, uh, Mr. Gladden, What's up with that?
2: Uh, <laughs> I still support Tommy, even though he's uh, down in Tampa Bay. Doesn't look good in the uniform. But uh, he gave me uh, 20 years of enjoyment with the Patriots, so I'm not going to turn my back on him now. So, So I'm looking forward to seeing how the season goes for him.
0: I've turned halfway around.
2: I'm still a Patriots guy. Yeah, so I mean, (laughs)
0: it'll be hard to root for Tampa Bay even if the Pats aren't doing too well. I think I've gone on the record, and Sal's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Really? I can't do it." Um, But I mean, the
2: Pats are Buccaneers are playing. I'm going for the Pats. Who's older, you or
0: Tom Brady? Uh, I am older. You're older. older, All right, all right. I look better. He's a few months older than (laughs) he's a few months older than me, and he looks way better than me. (laughs) Um, Have you met him? I have never met him. No, In I haven't. Right. But
2: I have some of the gear, some of the yeah. swag, the book, you know, yeah. some of the supplements. So, you know, I'm trying to fight that father right. time like Tom. And I, I haven't gotten into the avocado toast yet or anything. But, you know, i still,
1: still a fan of him and, and love watching him play. So so w- 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 he may be a guest on our part at some point, Matt McManus, who I think you played. I he played? You meant Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, Tom. He's coming <laughs> <home> <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm working on yeah, it. Episode 30. Yeah. I'm working on that. That was a little – Pause there, but yep. but you played you played ball with Matt McManus at Northeastern, right? If I... I I did, yeah. I played played baseball with
2: Matt at Northeastern. Also played against him in high school again. Uh, he he went to Wilmington High. Oh boy, I went to Bill High. Right. And if I have a minute here, I do remember Matt will bring this story up that we had a pretty big game against Wilmington, and I was up and uh, in in my immature days, of course, and uh, <laughs> big at bat, and Matt uh, struck me out. <gasps> And uh, my bat went flying off the screen behind me, and... uh and went for a ride, and the coach wasn't happy with me. My parents were a little more upset with me than the coach. So oh, wow. Matt's got one
1: up on me. Had a big, big strikeout in a big game. Yeah. So you and Matt played you know against together, and so Matt is over at, at TB12 now. He's a he's a physical therapist by trade. I've known him a long time through my wife Jen. They work together. But I, I heard you spent a little time over at TB12. So how, how was that?
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Matt actually hooked me up. Matt's <laughs> a great uh, friend and a great alum, and uh, so he hooked me up over there at TB12 and. I I did the uh, did the assessment did some workouts over there and uh, I, I had a had a great time over there i thought they did a great job with with uh, the sessions and i get a little bit of a back issue here as i get older and a little bit heavier a little away a little bit more than i want to so um so it was a good session
1: as you as you can probably hear, we're still doing the social distancing <laughs> outside. Thing outside right? Actually, at Mike Lavin's in Mike Lavin's backyard, there we so go. I'm drinking some some nice seltzer. The um, besides so besides uh, seltzer that I'm drinking, are you drinking any special um, cocktail to keep you young, Mike?
2: Uh-huh, I am not uh, just just lots of water
1: and uh, trying to eat healthy. My wife
2: has me on a, a healthier diet, so I'm trying not to uh, add the COVID 15 or whatever everybody's saying. <laughs> COVID 19, so, I should say. Excuse me. So I've gained. I was up nine. I'm back down. I'm, I'm up three since the beginning of all this. So wow. I'm in a, a little better well, spot. At least I haven't right done now. the COVID
0: beard like I've seen, because some of those are going off the rails. Yeah, which uh, I drinking a beer every night. No The, or? Beard, the beard. Oh, the beard. The COVID beard. Right?
1: Those COVID beards are funny because if you really if you're really working in the business, right. You really can not have a COVID beard on because because a, a mask and a beard just don't cut it in, in terms of prevention of um, spreading the disease. Yeah, as, as, so it filters out. Maybe a beard acts like a filter. I don't know. Yes, but, uh, so two
0: guys you know. So so Nato Lafon's got a COVID beard, and Jason Gould has a COVID beard. I'm like, guys, that's crazy. That's all right. But anyway, back back to the guest at hand. Um, let's talk more about beards. Let's talk about, about my beard <laughs> beards. Some uh, random dudes, <laughs> no one knows. So starting uh, starting in 2020, and, and rewind the clock. You know, Max currently the head coach at uh, Northeastern baseball, uh, and of course major league baseball career of some note and then also Pride of Billerica Mass. So start from the beginning and work your way towards today if you want to do that for a second.
2: Sure. I, yeah, grew up in Billerica. Or I've uh, I have an uh, older sister and two older brothers. Um, my parents still live in Billerica. Still live in the same house we grew up in. So only about 10-15 minutes from here from my house in Lexington. Which part so of Billerica is it? They're in North Billerica, on uh, over by Trouble Cove Road. There so, we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right
0: by the right by the the, the Billerica State Forest. That's right. There so you go.
2: And we're spending a lot of time over there. They have a they have an in-ground pool, so the kids. Sure going over there and swimming with this this hot weather so yep. just uh, i guess grew up like any kid and that and, uh, you know just playing sports i played played uh, my parents introduced me to baseball and hockey early and those were my two primary sports growing up and uh also played a little golf in high school um my father was a big time three sport athlete at billerica first three sport captain in billerica history cool. and uh was an awesome football player sure. mm-hmm. and i remember getting to high school and thinking i was going to play football the coach asked me to try out wanted me to play quarterback and was my freshman year and and uh, my mother wouldn't sign the permission slip so I never got Whoa. to play football So you, so you play golf instead <laughs> in the fall So I was on the golf <laughs> team about three days later So I was pretty disappointed about that Not being able to follow in my dad's footsteps sure. But uh, my mom wanted to keep me a little safer And then not get knocked around with hockey, baseball, and football So I ended up playing some golf in high
1: school She was way ahead of the curve Think about that, that's great you know avoiding the football avoiding you know having some you know having well, some longevity
0: that worm hasn't turned for there's plenty of kids still playing football especially and you know yeah. like took yeah, yeah. wilmington Chelmsford. Yep. i'll say for sure um but time will tell like we'll see if that's going to continue 100 years ago I was you know playing you know biggest sports are boxing and horse racing now that's gone so football might be at the twilight here but who knows um and then play baseball at northeastern recruited with that what's that process yeah leash, just you know. uh, yeah then see. Played played baseball and hockey
2: and golf in, in high school and got recruited mm-hmm. uh, mainly to play baseball. I wasn't quite good enough in hockey. I was a little bit slow, uh, just like I run, very slow. But uh, <laughs> then just, you know, I got recruited and had some, some former teammates that were at Northeastern at the time that were while I was still in high school, uh, and had teammates, and uh, just kind of really fell in love with the program and the, and the school and um, didn't want to go too far from home at that time in my life. And, and so ended up at Northeastern, played there for four years, I uh, had, a, had a great time there, great run. We, we won uh, a championship my junior year. We played in the regional that year, which was pretty awesome, um, and, and then got drafted out of Northeastern and and had a lengthy minor league career, I would <laughs> say, played for a while. Uh, wasn't quite good enough uh, to be a, a major leaguer, really, so I just uh, spent a lot of time in the minor leagues, but I look back and, and definitely a fun time in my life chasing that dream.
0: So, you know we talked with you know, some of our former guests about the recruitment process that they went through recently, you know you know Chris and sal so when when did you know that you know Division one baseball was a potential Were they talking to you after your freshman year sophomore year? what was the story? yeah, there? sophomore
2: year, actually, I was a pitcher, probably more at that point yeah. um I had a really good sophomore year. I was eight and zero on the mound, left-handed pitcher, and and I have a fairly famous brother. So um, I think a lot of schools were pretty interested in they me like at the that name time. Too, yeah, yeah <laughs> I like the Tyler the pedigree. It was a lot of stuff there, just thinking I was going to be, you know, maybe like him and. Uh, so I had a great sophomore year and I came back and I just wasn't very good my junior year <laughs> and senior year on the mound and <laughs> the pitching went down the hill and in the tank and uh, really focused on the hitting and, sure. and, and primarily became a uh, position player at that point. So I really got recruited twice sort of early in my high school career as a pitcher yep. and when that started going in, uh, in the wrong direction, I started getting recruited as a hitter. So that was later, like more after my ju- into my junior year and early into my senior year really, which mm-hmm. is late nowadays. Yeah.
0: So when, when you're looking at kids now and you're evaluating talent, now we we always, you know, Sal told us, she goes, I was being recruited after my freshman year. And I said, that means they knew, even though he was undersized, right? And wasn't gigantic. They saw kind of the tools that he had and projected him as a division one baseball player. So when you see kids now, if they're, you know, 14, like, what are you looking for? if They're just still work, you know, filling out and working on their skills. But what about them says, I can get that kid to come play division one baseball?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. I think I'm still a little bit on the cautious side, yeah. um, Coaches and we recruit a little bit later, but certainly kids like Sal that stand out like him and Chris Shaw and the guys in this area, they're so athletic at a younger age, you can see the athleticism and the way their body moves and, and some of the things that they can already do at a young age. So for me, it's more keeping an eye on those kids, following them and making sure that they're progressing. And then other coaches are a little more aggressive at the college level and they want to um, sort of recruit those guys a little more aggressively as freshmen and sophomores. So, but you're definitely looking for the, the athleticism and how they play, how competitive they are, the things that, that are important to your program and, and, and then follow them. But Majority of our commits are usually during their junior year, early in their junior year though, um, not not typically in that junior year summer. Sometimes we get some kids that late as well, but typically watching their sophomore year but we build a list like right now we're building a list even at this time with, with baseball um during during this pandemic it's it's you know live videos it's yep. kids emailing and that's kind of stuff so we're building our database but uh, we're not looking to commit anyone right now we were hopeful that we'll be able to see these kids play in the and maybe in august september or the sure. fall and, and see them on the
1: field i know that some kids like they, they 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 make their own videos right professional almost like professionally made to show off their show the showcase themselves anybody send you any tiktoks of themselves <laughs> no, we haven't had TikTok yet, but we definitely get the kids to send the videos with the music, <laughs> and and
2: and you 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 wondering what uh, you know what their music tastes are like, and uh, but every d- video is a little bit different. We haven't had the TikToks yet, but we've had uh, some guys cranking the music in the
1: background or some some different flair to their videos. And you got a, you got a couple Lexington kids over with you too, right, Northeastern?
2: Yeah, we have we have three kids. F- well had three kids from Lexington. They um, John Mazza, who, li- who who lives in Lexington, went to Dexter High School. Though, um, and then Jeff Costello, yep. who I think a lot of people in Lexington know, tremendous athlete, great family. Uh, Lexington went to Lexington High and transferred to bb yep. and then now we have also Ryan Savoni on the team. Savoni, was a, a Lexington kid, Good and kid. ended up transferring to Milton Academy. So, yep. so we have some Lexington ties uh, on the roster. And you also right had now. Sal's brother there, right? He was a he and was Sal's a brother's here. Nico, my yeah. favorite, my favorite um, <laughs> uh, I, I always tell him that I love such a. Great great kid he's our bullpen catcher so he's a great young man he is a great young man he does all the hard work for us and uh, he's involved with everything we do he catches our bullpens for the for the pitchers and he'll catch four or five bullpens in a row he'll stretch with the team he'll he'll be there with the guys he's not just someone that
1: uh, shows up and catches bullpens he's a part of our team and the guys love him that's awesome you know, it's you know we we've I, I've gone down this road a few times with Chris Shaw and with the Freelicks oh, and yeah. I know it's coming. No, I know mean, you don't. The um <laughs> don't. no no so Uh-oh. no no because you dropped the, your dad like right? he was this he was this um, three sport athlete right and then you and your brother and I don't know about your other siblings in terms of their athletic ability as well but I'm always interested in like your mom like what was what, you know maybe a different time in you know time you know when women were playing sports but what what is I'm always interested in the genetics right of, of like yeah. what creates you know, different parts of a, of a good athlete. What's your mom's background?
2: Yeah, I think, it, I think a different time for her. Like you said, she she, um, she wasn't uh, into sports. She's Her claim to fame, she'll always say, she was a great roller skater. <laughs> so uh, so roller skating was a little bigger back then, so you could probably picture that. But, um, you know, wasn't really heavily into sports, but was dating, you know, my dad in high school, who obviously was. So she obviously an, enjoyed going to the games and seeing – seeing him play and then uh and then nothing changed when her kids were playing just always at all our games and you know, sometimes I'd have to yell at her for for not th- for shaking the you know sure. the cowbell too loud and, <laughs> and cheering too loud and and Mrs. Uh, here. Can uh, <laughs> you, you could, just be bad. quiet? Like my dad would go down far away and didn't want to be bothered. Just wanted to watch the game, but my mom was right there involved. Oh, He was and, a stand by himself kind of guy. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's me. I can't be
0: anybody else that stresses me out too much. I agree. Oh, the I'm word. the
2: same way as that. So, but my mom was right there involved with everything and uh, loved watching us all play and yeah. and was right there in the thick of things. Wow. So yeah. So, did you, yeah. Did you,
1: did you work in the Snack Shack? Uh, I don't some remember. Some Big League chews, some no, Slurpees. I think she
2: wanted to be locked in and watching the game. There she didn't go. want to be distracted wow. back there. So I
1: have you think seen the new high
0: school up in Belricka. you visited that. We have the yeah, waiting weight room yeah, and all that. Yeah, unbelievable. That yeah, place
1: so. is that place is one of the nicest. Forget the school is amazing, yeah. you know. And if um, and if that if that was a Lexington high school, people would say, yeah, it's Lexington. That just shows the commitment, you know, to the infrastructure in the community, you know, but making yeah. that school. Well, in that, that school
0: a, needed to be redone. And yeah, you know, the yeah. state kept kicked in three quarters of it. You yeah, know? yeah. Now, now in Arlington, they're building a new high school, three hundred. Yeah. 320 million dollars right and Lexington pretty soon will probably need another one they did Belmont just recently so yeah
1: have you seen have you been to that school have you been to the have you been inside I haven't been
2: inside we've driven by and just looked at the fields and what's going on there. very jealous but happy for the gym the
1: gym is top-notch there's there's an indoor track around the basketball courts it's crazy but they but they cater all all kids in terms of there's a amazing amphitheater and a in a in a in a a sound room for like presenting you know different kinds of plays and whatnot and the in the just it's amazing
0: they're also putting turf down on, like, down near the Boys and Girls Club. I saw in that complex. Yeah. You know all that stuff down there also, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah and in Arlington, you're right. They've done a nice job down there. I go that way on the bike path. Oh yeah. Construction and what's going on. They're so putting it right in front of the old one, I think. Right. Yeah. Because behind yeah. all the fields, right?
1: Yeah. yeah That's one of my favorite things is when I, because I was able to, to visit the school, um, and I really loved when I turned down the street named after you, Mike. You know, Glavin Way. I really. Uh, was I don't think it was after me. No, I, I, <laughs> I think there's a <laughs> name in front I, of it. I, I the crossed. Glavin. I is I crossed out a name and wrote in another one. I'm just I, saying. I, we
2: actually <laughs> took the kids down there the other day, and, and of course Luke's eight, and he he won. He was wondering why there wasn't. Why is Mike Lavin <laughs> is i like, yeah, no. I wrote in uh, Luke. I wrote yeah, Luke Eleven Way. think? I yeah. uh, think
1: yeah. Gary
0: D'Esarzina feels slighted if it's not named after him. He should. <laughs> what a heck of a career he had. He had so a pretty we good get career. something for
2: him. Yeah, his brother was super talented, sure, too, sure. actually, and uh, and uh, played with Michael Jordan. And the, the my G- Gary's brother Glenn, who I played, was yep. a couple years older than me. Was played with Michael Jordan on that Double A team with Birmingham. So if you saw that documentary. Chance, Actually, yeah, Glenn. Glenn was on. Did that. you watch? Did you watch The Last Dance? Yeah, it wasn't did. unbelievable. I yeah, watched it. Luke and I watched every episode.
0: It so great. did your did your son know about Jordan, he, or like a little bit, or did he sort of say, "Oh my gosh, he what? He is better than LeBron." Like, you what know, was his reaction to it? Yeah,
2: it's funny. Like, so when this whole whole the pandemic started and everyone's trying to stay busy, Luke and I were staying up late every night watching YouTube videos yes. and we were picking out the great players. Like, we were picking Kobe yeah. and Jordan and Bird, but we were picking out Gretzky sure. and, and hockey players too and baseball players. So we were going through everything every night. So we yeah. had watched some yeah. of. Jordan. Jordan and it was great to see that and watch it together so it was pretty good what an incredible show
0: yeah it was awesome all was the awesome. memes you know, the, the, the meme of the of the guy that beat him in quarters yeah with the yeah. blonde hair and the gun yeah. I'm like what are you doing the guy became famous all like immediately what yeah incredible that was great. show it's great but I told you I mean after that I mean to me it's not even close Jordan's the best
1: I'm a Jordan guy. I, I mean, Ron's the talented,
0: but like as a winner, I mean, it's Russell and it's Jordan,
1: and that's it. Yeah, I mean, just like when we were talking, you know, politics, and whatnot, you know with David Lance a couple weeks ago. You know, sitting here with you, Dan, and with Mike, I might be a little bit out of my element. Maybe oh, talking I'm an sports. Expert. Yeah, there we go. But I, yeah, <laughs> I think Jordan all the way, and I, and I'm just a huge fan of that 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 era of basketball. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the,
0: the thing I told you about, also, I, I was never a Jordan fan. Like I was adamant, like Celtics. Yeah. I, I don't like I wasn't a cool kid, and all the cool kids at my age loved Michael Jordan, so I always like, no, I'm not rooting for the Bulls. But you can't watch a show and not be like, "That's amazing!" Yeah, and I'm just now I'm back. I'm on board. with Yeah, DJ. yeah, and that's a, I mean
2: that's when we grew up, right? Yeah. I think all of us, us three, are at least close in that era. So that yeah. was that's who you grew up watching that and that style of basketball. I, you know, I love watching the Big East back then and, and hoops mm. and well, those guys were getting after getting it. Blood, so. blood every game. Yeah, to St. John's and, you know, and all this. It's just a different right? era. So I was. It, I'm, I'm a Jordan guy. but you know, I'm biased because that's who you grew up watching.
0: Yeah, but again, like you look at that kid. Uh, I mean, he wasn't even that big. Yeah. Until until later in his career, you know, just yeah, a skinny awesome little story. rail, and he was still just doing all those things. And and that kind of basketball, people don't play it anymore. You know? yep. The mid range game and sort of floating, and now it's all you know threes and driving. So yeah. I mean, thank uh, goodness it's incredible. He brought,
1: thank goodness he brought back he brought in the baggy shorts though. Right. We needed. <laughs> You little change of uh, That
0: that changed over time I think When you saw him in 85 He was not wearing the big Oh that's true (laughs) You know what I mean (laughs) It took about 10 or 15 years To get that going
1: You play basketball Mike? I did not
2: No I did not It was always hockey Can you play basketball? Like could you Uh,
0: Nope Nope we have a
2: basketball uh, Hoop right out there I am As Luke always tells (laughs) me again How bad I am So (laughs) Uh, I don't have the athleticism to play. I can shoot a little bit, I guess, but not, not a hoop guy.
1: So we had like a three-on-three team like in Bedford, right? We
2: wouldn't want you posting up for us, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't
1: think you'd want... I, think I can bang underneath
2: a little bit, get a few rebounds, the, but I'm not going to be able to do right. much. I, mean, I
0: played a lot of basketball, you know, growing up, et Cetera, But now it's like, the guys that play basketball that are my age, right, it just gets too... Gets too intense real fast. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll, I'll play yeah. softball and be happy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a little yeah, bit more yeah, of my speed little, than like, yeah. getting elbows and getting trash talked and dunked on. I'm, I'm fine without it. Yeah, so that's how hockey is. I think some of these men's pickup leagues, it's like, a little what, what bit. What are you too trying to prove right now? now <laughs> over forty five, yeah. you're like starting yeah. fights. I want to go I'm home good. and like relax. Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah. So, so, work, so,
1: so tell us tell us about Northeastern. I mean, it's a big deal. Like I remember I remember seeing your. Your press conference um, when you accepted the job there, and how, yeah. how, how, how big a day that was for you. Like, 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 what was you know what was your emotions behind that, and being being kind of back where you were, where you started.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think things happen fast as the sprinklers come on out here. So. I lo- <laughs> Hey, the
1: elements outside. We had planes
2: going by, kind <laughs> rumbling and now it's I, I feel like push, I feel like I'm at Fenway. It's <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? It's better than being stuck inside. But uh, I, I know things at that time in my life happened pretty quick. Like um, you know, I'd stopped playing baseball. We had had our first child, Ava, Carissa, and I, and so um I wasn't working for a year, I was kinda home hanging out, as I always tell her I raised her, so but <laughs> um but we were you know, I was just kinda home with, with, with Ava and, and Carissa was working and then I started doing some um some of the indoor stuff. opened up an indoor facility. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where it that started. was also ahead of the curve too. That was like I think so. Yeah, entry. it was early. You know, was, no, it was uh, we opened the indoor facility with one of my former teammates, Mark Deshanes, who I played with with the Indians so, and played against in high school a little bit. Drake, a guy, great guy. And so we had an indoor facility um you know the batting cages everything you see now and and um and then some some travel teams and did a lot of lessons in the camps and that kind of stuff but i think i loved it but i w- at that point i wanted a little more competition i started to start wanting to get back into um the c- competitive side of things and so i went to northeastern for an alumni event and they had a volunteer assistant spot open and uh you know I was interested in it and I ended up getting getting the job, so I got the volunteer spot hmm. um which was was pretty awesome, and just trying to figure it out. but I still had the business at this time, so I was commuting from Bill to Boston to Drake it, trying to do all this and so anyways, I made a decision to go full in on the coaching at that point and 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 sold the business to mark that 's our my half and then um you know it was like the second second assistant, and then a spot opened up, on the staff went up to the first assistant. And then you know, Coach McPhee, who had been there, played I played for, um, was still coaching. Coach 29 years. I knew he was getting closer to retirement, and wasn't sure when. But you know, I was just thinking, man, this is something I'd like to do, whether it's at Northeastern or somewhere else. And um, things just happened quick. The number one assistant ended up taking a job. Um, Pat Mason took an assistant job at Virginia Tech in the ACC, and now I became the number one assistant. Coach McPhee retired about two years later, and and I, I worked my way into the into the head coaching job. Pretty, uh, a lot of hard work, but pretty lucky too because these jobs are pretty highly coveted. There's not many of them. And so I'm lucky to have one of the top head
1: Division One coaches in, in, in the country and, and uh, be at my alma mater. So just uh, what was this? What was the time frame, start to finish? how many years was that from when um, you volunteered to when you became head coach?
2: I think oh seven, I believe, was my first year uh, as a volunteer, and then, geez, I should know this kind of stuff, but I don't. Roughly, roughly yeah. well five or six years That's as amazing. The assistant, and That's then uh, and then now this would have been my sixth year as the head coach.
0: So first off, it's awesome, local boy made good, obviously, and being able to work in this town still and coach baseball is incredible. So. You know, two questions so when you're talking to kids about coming to play baseball in division one and they're looking at you know schools that are a little bit warmer yeah playing in the sec or whatever it is what's the case for northeastern what do you say to them is it about the academics is it about boston is it about you know working hard what's what's the pitch yeah,
2: all those things yeah. uh first thing is is local do you
0: want to leave do you really want
2: to leave i know you i wanted to leave too when i was growing up again when i was in high school i remember i wanted to go to miami or georgia tech Hmm. it was like my two schools for whatever reason um and i loved auburn too because of bo jackson back then but (laughs) i I loved both and and so i remember i loved loving those schools and and so but once you start to look at it and time gets closer, do you, you, know, do you really want to leave? You, know, and you yeah. look at kids like Sal and Chris who p- could have played anywhere in the country and, yeah. and their family gets to come watch and play all the time, and yeah. this, you, you can't ever replace that. Even though things are different now and you can watch all the games online and everything, yeah. it's still great to have your family at the game. So that's what I start with with the kids. Our roster is 35 guys on it, 28 of them are from New England. Yeah. So we're pretty heavy. It might even be 30 now. So, I mean, we are heavy in New England. Sure trying to get the best players to stay stay home and teach them the value talk to them about the values of playing at home Mm -hmm. and then yeah then we talk about the city like usually when kids visit northeastern they either love it or they hate it it's not for everybody you come in and some kids are are really taken back by all the action it's a little too much and overwhelming and other kids love that they can walk the fenway that boston is part of our campus and and so it's a blast and that's what the, the social life that they're looking for on top of the school now that's Academically, the trajectory has gone way up in the top 50 school now. So you try to package that all together and say, stay local, um, um, you know, academically, socially, and then and then obviously the program and what we're doing. Hopefully, they're pretty happy with. Um, and excited with what we've built here the last couple of years and what we continue to build, who we play. Like, you know, our motto is we'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime. And if you look, we've played we've played Alabama, we've played Auburn, we've played Texas Tech, we've played Missouri, we played SEC A C schools on our non conference weekend. So try to get the kids that are we're recruiting excited about it. You know, we got Clemson coming up next year, we got Wake this year. So we'll play anybody and, and get them let them know that Hey, well, you're going to be challenged as a baseball player, even though you might not down south. And we have a great indoor facility, which is which is huge. So mm-hmm. try to package all those
0: things together and get them excited. And your field's like tucked in that residential neighborhood, right? Yeah, you know, like run by a few times. Yeah,
2: yeah it's a beautiful field. Yeah. Obviously, from a recruiting standpoint, you wish it was on campus. Right. But from an actual um, playing surface and tucked in, it's, it's such it's a beautiful turf. Right. Yeah, all turf out. Turf bombs it's just redone again and, and um you know it's such a it's such an awesome feel tucked right into that yep. neighborhood and it's it's almost like Wrigley in some sense
1: where you're surrounded sure. by the houses and Do You a ever walk out with a with a with a recruit, put your arm around him outside and point, say there's the Citco signs. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 You try to, you know, hit all the landmarks and do that, try
2: to get them excited. And, uh, but no, it, it's, you know, so we have a lot of sure. positive and things. And there's Tease Pub and Fathers. <laughs> t- yeah. Fathers too. It's so, yeah. You know, it's, it, the school really sells itself right yeah. now. The biggest thing for us really is to get kids on campus. Yep. Because even our generation here, uh, you know, we grew up thinking of Northeastern one way. Hmm. And the people that haven't been back think of it as a commuter school. Like yeah. people that are our age or a little bit older, think of it as a commuter school, maybe spread out. And it's not. We have a campus, and it's not a commuter school anymore. Yeah. Everybody lives there, and so once we get the kids on campus, they're really, really surprised at what they see. It's a, it's like the itself. I mean it
1: is a, it is a tough school to get into. You yeah, know? It's it's the most uh, applications
0: in the country, I think, for your four years running. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? So when you're your job what percent i mean it's sort of seasonal you know you're doing certain things in spring certain things off season so what how much are you recruiting how much are you coaching yeah. how much are you you know meeting with players talking to players looking at film yeah what, what's what's your what's your what's your you know that's your life cycle like as a coach the the one
2: one at least there's a couple down downers about being the head coach (laughs) uh so going from the assistant to the head coach you spend a little less time on the field or coaching sure now there's a lot more meetings there's administrative work there's there's fundraising there's different things you have to do as the head coach sort of as the face of the program that takes away from some of that stuff so um uh, you know still baseball stuff is still 70 80% whether it's on the field whether it's recruiting practice all that stuff and then but the other percentage now it's just I don't quite go as far anymore recruiting, you know, my assistants will go. They do an awesome job. They'll go anywhere, anywhere any, anytime. any and mm-hmm. and so we're all over the northeast, New York, New Jersey, New England and then when they find some guys, they'll say, "Hey coach, you got to go see this guy." So recruiting is still a huge part of what I do. I love going to watch the kids play. It, it, it's such a you don't know what you're going to get. You're excited going to the game. You know you're going to see a couple kids specifically. You don't know who else is going to be on that field, so it's always pure enjoyment and a little bit of an adrenaline rush every time you go and watch a kid play. Right. And so I still love that part of it. If I ever not love recruiting or being on the field, that's when I'll stop coaching for sure.
0: How many of the kids you're recruiting eventually, you know, get drafted, come out of high school? And then has, what's the case you make to them to come play Northeastern versus going pro?
2: If they've been drafted yeah. out of high school? Yeah. Well, right now, so since I've been here, we've really only had two. Yep. Um, and the most recent one that everybody knows about is Sebastian Keene, mm-hmm. who's a North Andover kid, was Massachusetts Gatorade yep. Player of the Year. Uh, he was an 11th round pick last draft by the Boston Red Sox. Mm -hmm. So he, he, um, comes from a great family. Dad's a teacher and they value the education. They valued the, you know, the signing bonus too. And they had a number, but they had a clear plan and what it was worth for them, uh, you know, and for Sebastian to sign versus going to college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Red Sox didn't get to that number, thankfully, Mm -hmm. and uh, so he stayed with his commitment and, and turned them down. So he's really been the most, the highest profile uh, kid who 's with us right now, he was off to an awesome start this year it's yeah. it 's unfortunate obviously, with everything that happened, but you know he was starting for us dominating his last couple starts were absolutely dominating kid's a super talent, great kid, and so you got to have that special kid that that has a plan with their family but also has um, value in education and he 's humble and and so yeah. we don 't have that happen often i mean right. this is one and i 'm hoping it happens more because the type of players we 're getting each year seem to be closer and closer to being drafted. Mm-hmm.
0: So how often do you go to a game looking for, look at, a, look at a player that you've heard about and someone else shows up and you're like, never knew about that guy. Oh my gosh, get him on the list. Does that yeah. happen frequently or? No, less frequently yeah, okay. now. So that's, you, just have you so know. just so much information about There's just so you, much
2: yeah. information and so much video now. Yep. It's Twitter. Yep. You know, everything's out there. Instagram, all that stuff. Everybody's putting their videos out. Coaches are aggressive. So the kids, you know, a lot of it comes from their high school coach and their summer coach. Yep. So if they have talented players, they're calling us, reaching out to That's us, and letting us know, hey, you've got to keep, keep an eye on this kid, keep, keep an eye on this kid. And they may say, hey, you might also want to watch this kid. He's not yeah. quite as good, but yeah. you make up your own mind. And, and which I like, and you know, when a coach says, hey, listen, we like this kid, but I don't know if he's a fit for you. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen as, as often, you know, anymore. We, we have a couple kids in our team that were played Legion yep. um, ball, but Legion isn't quite as popular now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of in this summer travel yep. circuit and um, in high school. And so very rarely do you not know about a player, especially in your own backyard mm-hmm. here in New England.
0: And how often do you accept any kids or tra- do you get transfers also no yeah, not usually no one's looking to come no. well a we, we're a really to to.
2: hard school to transfer into yeah. um I, w- I won't bore you with all that sure. but we 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 don't we don't we, we have one coming in this year actually yep. uh, but it's the first one in like six years so yep. it might be the first one that i've had as a head coach really so mm-hmm. it's just, we're a hard school to get into the credits don't come in yep. uh you know at other schools they get into but they'll sit there and say hey coach i'm into four other schools i can get in and transfer in and play why can't I transfer in to Northeastern and play? And I say, I'll say, well, you got to take two summer classes to get your credits, but sure. Come here. And, and they don't want to do that. So, so we really don't get many transfers. So it's, it'd be nice to like, when you have a year, when you lose three or four guys to the draft that maybe you're not expecting Mm -hmm. and you want to be able to add a transfer, it'd be nice. But, But we don't want to build our program on transfers either. Not not that I'm against them, but I sure. like I like getting the young kids, getting them in our program, building them, and, and getting them developed.
0: If a kid's gonna be drafted, do they do they call you and say, "Hey, it's gonna happen," or do they like they just sort of give? They give you they give background and they take it from there.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Like yeah. I'll get called by the scouts. Yep. So scouts usually will call me and say, Would you tell me about your guys? Yep. You know, tell me which guys we should be on too. So it kind of just trickles down. Yep. Um, they know the obvious ones, but they don't always know everyone. So I'll I'll mention the guys that I think are draft you know worthy and, and then and then um, I'll get some calls maybe from advisors, mm-hmm. you know, their advisors that are trying to help them with the draft and if they're gonna sign or not and that kind of stuff. So I don't really get blindsided by any of that stuff. We usually know who's gonna be drafted or signed and then it's just a question of if it actually
0: happens. And are the Red Sox at all helpful to you? Do they ever throw you a bone with recruiting stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring it, bring it by Fenway and just walk around for a second. It's going to be a tricky answer here. <laughs> uh, I love the Red Sox. I
2: know some people that work for the Red Sox very well. There's, there's uh, one that lives
1: right real close to us. Yeah. Section,
2: huh? You know, they're uh they're running a business ah, There you go. <laughs> as am i <laughs> nothing for free <laughs> and, and nothing is yeah you know and they drafted keen you know yep. i wasn't i was hoping it would be anybody but the red sure. Sox. in in some ways because i wanted them and and so you know they they tried to sign our players draft our guys and sometimes i'm happy about it sometimes yep. i'm not uh, but at the end of the day they're running a business they really are sure. and um it's great we play them in spring training and and um so they get a chance to see some of our guys in person which helps like you know a few years ago we had you know a couple top 10 round picks in there, and Aaron Sabali who's in the big leagues now and Dustin Hunt and they both pitched against the Red Sox and had like four strikeouts struck out Poppy Pedroia those guys and so it, it doesn't hurt
1: you um you guys almost beat the Sox this year didn't you
2: yeah we we, we had a good game I don't remember the score it might have been two to one or something I don't remember but we, we've had a couple good games lately yeah yeah it's you,
1: it's great experience do you have any well, this is a silly question but do you have any walk-ons anybody try to walk on your team
2: yeah we still have walk-ons yeah. um it's not as common again because everybody seems to be pre-recruited you know and 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 a lot of times so you have a like a preferred walk on it's called now i guess you know terminology where they're not on That's called a strut huh strut they yeah a strut. strut right in okay. Okay. yeah <laughs> so they're not like uh they might not be on scholarship yeah. but they have a guaranteed roster spot huh. you know so we have a roster limit of 35 anything over that you can't carry ncaa rules wise right. so you know we may have kids that have preferred walk-on spots but then kids will still try to do the trial process hmm. which we still do and um I think we have one kid on our team that came through on the trial process and some things happens like, you you know, you think you have your 35 guys, you're coming into the fall and this happened uh, last year and maybe three or four days before we started, a kid said, I'm leaving. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, you know, no heads up there. Just realize it wasn't the place for him, which is fine. But now you're stuck as a coach. You can't fill that spot in a day, two days. And so that's when you do a walk on trial and we had a kid and he was pretty good and he's on the roster now. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's less common, but it still happens. So we we I don't know if we're gonna get there, but we we've seen a lot of sports movies between the two of us, and I have all these images of like coach, you know that that was that was a football show, right, and Hoosiers and. Bodrum, like so. What is your office like? Is it in the bowels of, of the basement somewhere? Is it right across from the the laundry room with the guys behind the grate? You know, with all the, with all the towels and all the uniforms. Like, how how, how are you
0: sleeping? Like, rooting the
1: locker room overnight?
2: You know, yeah, <laughs> with the guy no. the key for it, you. Right? It's it's a nice space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: it's still lacking a window. I'm hoping I'm going to get Ooh. one of those one of those days, which yeah. I really don't think will happen. Yeah. But it's a nice space. I've done it up nice. It's got all the husky colors and, and all our draft picks and. Picks pictures of our field and everything, but it's right across from a closet. Um, <laughs> the pool is right there as well, so I can smell the pool or I can hear them, you know, when they're practicing, I can hear the whistle going. And then the basketball court where the women's play and the men's practice is also right across from my office, so, which, and volleyball plays there as well. So, I actually like it where I'm at because there's some action. There's always, it's not very boring. So, we're not, I'm not in the basement. There's, there's some stuff going on and I can stay active. So, you're,
1: you're like stepping in a puddle or hear like a like those darn swimmers again
2: uh, you know well it can be a little tricky when you have a recruit in there and there's whistles are going and basketball's banging around and, and uh, some work being done but uh, the spots the spot's good you know what though there's not as many uh, visits to the office either like the kids my current players come in the office but I don't even like bringing them in anymore though because usually that means it's something not good. Yeah. So i try to change my the way I operate and eh, well let's go for a walk or let's go sit outside and have a conversation so it's less intimidating or they think it. So I
1: don't spend as much time in my office as I used to. So on that note, actually, do you ever have a like a player I'm sure that you that you have a relationship with that you, you probably like have this Dual role with them, almost like as they're coaching, maybe as a parental figure. And do they have, does anybody ever come in and just walk in unannounced? Coaching, you talk to you, shut the door, and just lay something on you if you had any head of yeah, those? Yeah, of course, yeah. of
2: course. And that's great, a great part of the job. you know I never would want 35 cookie cutters that are all perfect kids, and, and I guess that'd be nice, but it'd be pretty easy. You know these guys are all young men trying to fight through a, a great time of their life, but also a tricky time of their lives, and a lot, a lot of things going on, and and you know it's a lot of pressure. Like these kids, like I say to them all the time: first of all, they're a hundred times more talented than I was at their age. They really are. They're so good athletically, and they're so well-rounded. They're so much more well-rounded than I ever was. I mean, they're involved in the community. They're they're, they're great students, and they take their sports seriously. And there's a lot of pressure on them though, it seems like. Started and, and it's not it is from me I'm sure, but I think it started at a little bit earlier age, right? And and going through the levels of sports in school and always being striving to do really well. And then I get them and they're at a peak performance level in their lifetime and there's a lot of great players on our roster and we're trying to win and do different things. And so, yeah, they have things going on in their lives that sometimes they share with me, which is, is a great feeling. You, you know, you want to be their coach, but I always talk to them. I'm, I have a very easy, a very easy time of being a coach and their friend. Like as soon as the practice is over, the game's over and we've digested it, I'm on. I'm. We're on to the next part of our lives. And when we're off
1: the field, we're we're. I'm not necessarily. We're not talking about baseball. We're just talking about life. Have you ever gotten the kid come? The young man comes in. Coach, can we talk? Close the door. Leans forward and says. Would you be my, the best man at my wedding? <laughs> no, I haven't had that yet. I doubt that's going to
2: happen either. I don't know. I'm not exactly warm and fuzzy either with these guys, <laughs> so I'm working on that one. But, um, you know, I've been invited to some Well, weddings, well it's but out there now on the pod, yeah, so maybe. I don't know. We'll see. As I get older, I get softer. So I think I've definitely loosened up from my first year
0: a head coach till now, so definitely a little bit easier on the guys. So you referenced really earlier your long and storied minor league career. So let's rewind the talk a little bit and talk about, you know, um, you played for anybody that and went and ended up being a big league manager when you were in the minors? Um Or is currently working in the majors? Jeez. Like I say I played I played for Joel
2: Skinner, I think yep. he was up on the big leagues a little bit with yep. the Indians. Yep. Um, played for Art Hal. Art Hell. Yep. There you go. Bobby Floyd. Um, played for a lot of good Good managers and yep. coaches, you know. And Mike Sarbaugh was one of my coaches. Sure. He's now the third base coach for the Cleveland Indians. I spent yeah. a few years with him, especially sure. early in my career. So mm-hmm. I'm happy for everything that's going on for him. And um, just – just, um, you know, minor leagues are different, though. Like, it, it, sometimes people – have that perception of, like there's six seven coaches on the staff you got a hitting coach a pitching coach yeah. you got, a, you really don't you got yeah. a manager and a couple coaches and yeah. you're trying to get through the year as well so um but i was fortunate enough to play play in a couple great organizations with some great players and some some great people
0: wow. art how pre pre money ball art how
2: it was, uh, It was, wasn't was it? I don't yeah, know. Because he was, was 03, I don't know, prominently somewhere. featured in that. Yeah, Money he was. Ball, so was Carlos was... Pena, who was a uh, Northeastern alum. My next question right now. Uh, yeah, he's exactly. a Northeastern alum. So he does was he ever pro- come
0: back? I'll come back for alumni stuff?
2: He does. And I actually just talked to him the other day. He just graduated from Northeastern. It, so, wow. um, so I'm really proud of him and happy for him. So he just got unbelievable student like 4-0 yeah. engineering student but he was a first round pick out of Northeastern yeah. and, and, and obviously had a, a very good major league baseball career works on the MLB network yep. now and so he's been taking classes through the years you yep. know trying to, trying to finish it up and I uh, just graduated the other day so we're, wow. we're proud of him and so cool. Yeah, look for him to be uh, maybe in the Hall of Fame someday
0: um, soon yeah. here at Northeastern Amazing. and some other well, stuff. Pena, who's famously in the movie, they misrepresented what actually happened with Pena in that trade, if you know. But um, you yep. know, that's why it was a movie. But the book, the book, Moneyball is incredible. But you know, baseball movies, Mike. What's a good you, 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 bull dorm guy, a major league guy, uh, uh, the rookie guy? Uh, we've <laughs>
2: watched a few of those, Luke and I, the yeah. last few days. But yeah. uh, my number one favorite and Luke's favorite is Sandlot. You can't beat uh, that. So we love watching that. I've always been a corny. Uh, I love the natural. I know yeah. it's corny, but th- those are my two favorites. You so. want to ask
0: a Long Gone question? Well, yeah, so
1: <laughs> Field of Dreams, one of my favorites. Um, Rookie of the Year, another one. Yep. Um, have you ever seen? I asked our two prior um, baseball players. This have you seen the movie Long Gone? Long, long, long gone. gone. No it, one's ever it, seen HBO, HBO, you HBO movie. To it sounds like a made for TV. It, it was. It was HBO made HBO movie. I yeah. think back in the eighties. And it it was it basically like predates Bodurum, so if you get it, you can actually I'll, I'll I'll YouTube it, I'll find the link I'll send it to you. But it's got a great it's got a great theme it's a great theme song <laughs> and I think you'll enjoy it.
2: All right. Well I yeah, definitely haven't heard of that one. No one has. <laughs> no it's, one has, it's no a, one have asked.
1: We're all of, the, of that M T V cable age, right, where some of the most random stuff was happening on T V, right? So I, I was just able to catch that, you know, and uh no, it's, it's a it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. Well, uh, you recommend that to Sal and to Chris. So yeah, Chris said I texted Chris. Chris, Chris said he, you know, I watched the exclamation point, but I never. I don't think he did. I'm sure. I get a feeling Sal has not either. But it's a it's a keeper. Yeah,
2: um, um, I remember one one year in the minor leagues, we had lost a couple games and we were terrible. I think at that point, and uh, as the rain comes down, got a, a rand- <laughs> rand- rand- <laughs> we might need a rain rand- rand- delay. Rand- <laughs> rand- rand- <laughs> Wow! Speaking
1: of that, Dan and I one time we went to um, Fenway Park. Where it was like a monsoon. We saw like a, a that tornado looming, looming over the um, over the potential. We're do about we, to be in one right do, now. <laughs> oh, like, do we it? Oh. All
0: right, we're back after a, a rain delay. How appropriate, <laughs> <That> <laughs> gentlemen! It was
1: crazy. I heaven's opened up. We didn't see the weather coming on the radar. So where were we? Oh, yeah, Long Gone. Long gone. You, it's a movie, I'm going to say, worth seeing, and I hope that next time we talk as a group, which could be who knows when, that you've all watched it.
2: I'll have to check Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm not sure.
0: Nah. Um, so on the flip side, so you played for Art How have, have you, Did you ever hit a home run off of a future – amazing major league pitcher
2: a future um
0: or average major league
2: pitcher uh I, yeah i hit a good amount of home runs i wish i had a better batting average yeah, yeah. but i was a power guy yep. um but you know some of the best pitchers i ever faced i talk about was uh, ben sheets was awesome sure. um ben sheets, right? yeah he was really good and uh the other guy that was just nasty was Rick Ankiel. Actually, oh, you know, before, before he lost it, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I faced him when he kind of was starting his career in the minor sure. leagues, and he was awesome. So, uh, I faced him. I remember I faced this guy in spring training, and um, and and was double A that year. And I'm like, man, this guy is pretty good. You know, I, I didn't. I remember he broke my bat. Thing went flying about you know twenty rows into the stands, and uh-huh. you know that was actually the year it turned out to be Roy Oswalt, and uh-huh. that was the year he got called up, to, and I think he won eleven straight starts or something yeah, in the yeah, big yeah, league. Yeah. So yeah, I, he was pretty good. <laughs> But I faced a lot of good pitchers. I faced Mark Pryor in the big leagues. That was pretty. He struck me out, obviously, so no surprise there. But faced a lot of a lot of really good good pitchers and uh, some 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 some, uh, some talented guys.
0: So, what kind of advice did the other lab and give you as if, and, and when you were heading into the into into your baseball career and, and where was he at that point when you were drafted your brother Tom uh,
2: so I was drafted in 1995 um, out of Northeastern and by the Indians and that was the year that the Braves played the Indians in the World Series yep. <laughs> so it was a little tricky tricky there but I was one hundred percent rooting for the for the Braves in that one um, so that's that's where uh, so there's a seven year age difference between us so um, not not actually not a lot of advice as far as how to handle things just kind of let me be myself do my own thing and uh, it wasn't always easy following his footsteps in in hockey and baseball he's a thousand times better than me but it was fun trying to keep up with him and and trying to be as good as him and try to challenge myself that way but um, you know it was always for me it was just more learning by watching and listening and and just kind of not, not a lot of advice so just being around him and I was able to go at that time when I was playing I would go down to Atlanta in the off seasons and and work out with him at his house, and, and some of the Braves guys dropped some names, but I used to hit with Chipper Jones every day, and uh, in the winter, you know, from right after the new year, to go down there for about a month or so, and lift, and hit with him, and, and so he kind of, he, he allowed me to be in that world a little bit, and be down at the stadium, and work out with those guys, and just kind of learn by, by watching, and listening, and, and, and being around those guys.
1: And you, you, and, you and Tom play together, right?
2: For sure. We sure. did yeah a few times in the in spring training yeah. and then uh for for a couple of weeks in the in the big leagues with the Mets and in one start in particular he started I was starting at first base so brief brief oh, stint cool. yeah it was pretty Is that cool like
0: Huh. Was that emotional or like yeah this is just a cool thing? Did you feel it in the moment? And your parents came down were they all happy or was it no just, I think just another game uh, we're no no I think
2: thing? I was more crap in my pants at that point. <laughs> it was like oh my goodness you know uh, it was uh, looking back at it, it was an awesome moment cool but at that point I think I was more like oh my god just don't don't mess this up or whatever and. And uh, try, <laughs> try to succeed.
1: Was it any pickoff attempt that he threw at you, and like, yeah. you went looking, bounced off your head?
2: No, but there was a pickoff attempt that he threw over. We picked the guy <laughs> off. He oh, threw
1: no. He, he, <laughs> so you're right on
2: cue. He threw the ball <laughs> at me. The guy was stealing on the pit on the play. I had to throw it a second to, to the shortstop, and who, we. Who caught, oh my gosh, I don't remember. We were playing the Pirates. I know that, but I don't remember who it was. But we yeah we picked off. So a that guy. was like
1: a rundown. Speaking of, <laughs> go right ahead. Just one. Right right when is the, the last time you put your guys through, uh, through the paces during practice, paying a little, eat a little pepper? or a little rundown.
2: Pepper, huh? Pepper, not often. I don't know when the last time we did pepper. Uh, in fact, if you go to a lot of fields now, it'll say on the, on the fields, like, no pepper allowed for whatever reason. So that's disappointing. Is pepper is, you know, it's still fun, right? So we'll still do it every now and then. And the guys will actually do it on their own. So um, if we have extra time or we have, like, a rain delay or something like this, they'll go out and play some. The rundowns, we actually practice a rundown every single day. And it's actually the first thing we do before they start their throwing Program. So we'll get the infielders and catchers in two line in a line, and we'll practice rundowns. And hopefully, every now and then, someone will yell out "pickle," and we'll get, we'll, get <laughs> we'll have a little fun with it and finish it off. So now rundowns that, every day. That's an answer.
1: Thank you. Yep. Well, I mean, Sal did say that he had been practicing. Chris said, oh, it's been since middle school. So, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't want to mess those up. Back gets the guys running around, too. They have fun, have fun with it.
1: Yes. Were, you, were you ever in a in a, a real-life rundown in in either uh, Northeastern or playing for the Mets <laughs> or the Miners that you, that you got out of?
2: Oh, God. I don't think so, Dave. I was not very quick, as I already said. I was not very, not very limber. I think if I was in a
1: rundown, it was
2: probably over. So, I was probably the <laughs> slowest guy in the field. You just, you so. just ran right off the field. Yeah. I was like I'm done I'm done maybe try to create interference that's about it
0: Um, so you you took batting with Chipper Jones yep you ever see Maddox throw in person
2: no I, I mean yeah, actually yeah I saw bullpens yeah. but not not never faced them like in spring training I remember I faced John Smoltz in spring training yeah. never faced my brother in spring training yeah, right. um, but just was around those guys sure. you know either watching them throw their bullpens or uh, that kind of stuff never saw the live yeah. from Maddox but um, saw so him Pitch in person in the stands many times, right. and, and and that kind of stuff going to the games, but not as far as being on the field All these with them. Stories
0: him. around about like he'd be sitting in the dugout watching baseball, and he'd tell someone, "Next pitch is going to be fouled off into the into the dugout because the pitch is coming because the batter," and he was just right because he was just a scientist about pitching and what yeah, his tendencies yeah. in were. So he, I'm sure he picked up on some stories over the years of like, I can't believe Greg knew that was coming, you know. Yeah,
2: it's science of a pitcher, really, just not about – he was obviously a great stuff, but it was also the, the mental side of the game and watching guys on deck and seeing what they were doing and seeing how they fouled balls off and looking at how they took pitches and and kind of all that stuff. He took he took the mental game, I think, to another level before – you know, now the mental game is huge and people talk about it all the time, but I think he was one of the first guys to get it to that level.
0: And created a whole term into the Maddox, right, a complete game of under 80 pitches, yeah. right? Yeah, it's and in like pitching.
2: two hours and under too. Unbelievable.
1: Yep, I, I mean, th- I thought that was that was the Quan.
0: It was funny because the other day, you know, I follow the Red Sox on Twitter, and they always do like, on this day in baseball history, like this happened, right? And there was a game that Pedro pitched in '99 actually went there with my wife on our, one of our first dates to watch Pedro pitch. It was like one of these classic Pedro... Did
1: you go there when, for the date or did you go to to watch watch Pedro pitch? <laughs> we went there. Well, it was bo- well the bonus it was, it was the Pedro. Hey, rate. by the way, <laughs> let's go on a date. Because well, back to the true story is it
0: was like, I was a junior in college, right? And this is Pedro. It was like 99 is peak Pedro. Untouchable. If he gives up a run his ERA goes up, it's that good, right? So um, I'm, I'm going to press... Elizabeth, and we're going to go to the Red Sox game tonight. And you couldn't get tickets if Pedro was pitching. So I yeah, actually, yeah. I went to ace ticket, like picked up tickets, right? I'm like, we're going to go to this game. That you call me? She goes, oh, my friend's offering me Red Sox. At me. No, no, say no. You got to say <laughs> no to the tickets because she didn't know yeah. that I was taking her. We go to the game. It's this Pedro game where he's just 14 strikeouts. They win game takes like two hours and 12 minutes yep which just doesn't happen doesn't happen so is the pace of play problem trickling down to the college game too with the plays pitchers are pitching and hitters are working counts or is it or is it a little bit quicker it's the exact
2: opposite the real? college game is so much quicker so um, why is that uh, okay. I think I think just in general well you know we don't have TV and sure. commercials and, and right. some of the obvious things we don't have uh, we're, we're not going to the bullpen every other you know every other hitter late in the game that kind of stuff we're letting guys pitch so there's less stoppages in that end but I, I think in general we promote a quicker game we do have have a pitch clock college baseball now 20 seconds or under you got to be on the field with under two minutes after the last out so the tempo is is so much better in my opinion um you know i do wish major league baseball would adapt some of these things or or at least pay it's not the it's not the only issue going on i think with major league baseball (laughs) but i think there's a few but Major League, i think they could they could benefit from pace of play certainly and i think the college game when you watch it it is a fast-paced high intense and and uh it's a talented talented game
1: same thing like basketball i mean college basketball to me right now is way more enjoyable to watch than a professional
2: yeah i still think that the pro game i mean obviously the best players in the world whatever sport it is but yeah even in the nba almost a lot of times you don't tune into the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter right five
0: minutes well for a while there was i refused to watch the nba because it was just so bad and the games would be 70 to 66 so the correction to offense (laughs) has been appreciated and the pace of play is good so it's, it's sort of come back you know i think towards you know, the pace of college, et cetera. But the problem with the college basketball now is they just don't get to know the players Yeah. unless it's a Zion. You're like, you, I couldn't name one impact college basketball player this year, let alone who the first pick in the draft was going to be. Um, but, you know, back to baseball, I mean, I think we're looking at, a, at probably no Major League Baseball at this point. Mike. What do you think? What do you think about it. that?
2: What do you think about <laughs> that? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be it at the table <laughs> for this. Uh, it'd be a shame. You know, I try to follow it as best I can. Um, you know, I, I do subscribe a little bit to the nobody really wants to hear billionaires fighting with millionaires, sure. that kind of stuff. Keep it out of the news. Please keep it private. And they seem to can't they can't be able to do that. So uh, there's a lot of factors involved that I'm not certainly aware of and know what's going on. The simplistic view is, you know, I, I'd love to have baseball baseball out there I think a lot of us would and and it's bad for the sport when 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 they're not playing and then when they're not agreeing and um i think i think we all know if we're being honest that baseball is um is not as popular as it used to be and and there's a lot of reasons for that again there's so many options now with sports and and technology and there's just different interests and and pace of play might be part of the reason too giving up three four five hours a day to go to games people aren't as interested in doing that now but i think we need baseball i obviously am biased i love baseball i'd love to see them get back out there and figure this thing out and and um you know because i think it does affect The game in general, you know, when 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 the major leagues is is rocking and rolling and everybody's watching and loving it, it trickles down to college baseball. It only makes us better, and and people love watching our game. Then it only trickles down to the youth where kids want to play baseball because all the stars are playing and they love watching them on TV. So, I think baseball has got a lot lot of things they need to you know figure out. You look at what the NFL does and. How much of a marketing machine they are? It's obviously a great product, but they market that sport like no other. You look what they did with the NFL draft. You look what they do with their Monday night stuff. Yeah, nobody likes the Thursday night games, but everybody watches them. Right. You know, you get Sunday night football. You get fantasy football. Has the dog bites her toy? But you know, uh, gambling—it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> a crazy toy. It's like a—it's like a, a, a chipmunk, <laughs> what a that chipmunk is. cross with a ferret cross with a unicorn, uh, and that's not your dog.
2: <laughs> that's what not on. Yeah. So I, I wish baseball did a better job uh, you know, marketing the sport sure. and, and getting it out there for the kids. So
0: Yeah, I mean baseball is gonna I mean nobody that's not true. I'm a huge baseball fan, always have been. At this point I'm just unprepared to accept a year without it, which is tragic. But you look at the NHL coming back and the NBA coming back and football, I think they're probably gonna figure out how to play in some fashion. Soccer's coming back and how can baseball which is the most socially distant sport possible. Right. How can I right. not figure it out? Independent and of the fact that she'll be prioritizing athlete testing over everyone else's testing, which is a separate conversation. It's just a sure. like a huge, like, why aren't they playing? I mean, all know why. It just really disappointing. If,
1: if, if, if you were playing now, which you could, I, I, I see the, the shape that you and Mike were <laughs> yeah. rocking it's the, it. it. It's just because the TV is always treatments. like, you know, I'm not that big. I'm not that strong. You're big and strong. But if you were playing right now, would you, pl- if they said, we're bringing you back, okay, you know, you know oh, everything's everything decided, oh, boy. Would, would you play without fans?
2: Yes. Yeah, I play without fans. Of course. The games on TV and, and um you love if you really love the sport, you're playing obviously you want to People there, it's an awesome vibe when the, when you have a lot of people there watching you and wanting to see you succeed or fail. You know that's part of the fun, right? But people watching online or TV, if you could, if you could do it that way and, and give people a chance to to get something else in their lives right now and watch watch the game, yeah, I'd play.
1: You got a big Twitter feed on the on the scoreboard, right? People like you know yelling stuff out to you on the scoreboard. Yeah,
2: you, know, you, you could right? get. I mean, you could get creative. I mean that. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's what it is, but I'd like to think baseball would, could get creative somehow. And and they still seem to be in the in the dark ages with some of that stuff and nowhere near what again what the NFL does and the NBA does with their stars and and I'd I'd like to see baseball major league baseball certainly correct what's going on here and and come to some type of long-term agreements but also promote the players and market the game in a much better way
0: yeah the problem with baseball is you have some of the best players like Mike Trout's incredible but no one knows Mike Trout right Right. because they don't treat him like they treat LeBron right right Right. or um Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like where, where's Mike Trout other than his small market in Southern right. California. So that's a problem. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm not encouraged and I'll miss it a lot. And I think when come back to the broadcast piece, I mean, there's something to be said for just liking the players. Yeah. Like when, they have, when they had when they had and had the microphone during spring training last year, and you heard him like talking about what was going to happen, hearing and, like, that is super entertaining. Mm. And they're talking about like having the, the you know the coaches and the players mic like, for the NBA games, of course on a tape delay. That's actually super compelling, like because we watch it as hacks saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I wonder what they're thinking." And now you can actually hear them talking about what are the tendencies, what am I playing, what's my reaction? Oh, hold on, let me get this. Like that's really cool. I would love to see that. So let's get some of that going with these broadcasts without fans. I'm watching the soccer games, yeah, now, which your empty stadiums and they pipe in the fake. Th- crowd noise i'd actually rather hear the players yeah, like yeah. yelling and swearing and like giving advice and then what are the coaches saying right that's actually really interesting to me yeah you could, so it's an opportunity to create more i think of an authentic game experience than listening to announcers who yeah most of whom suck maybe yeah sometimes right? golf's doing it too i think yeah. right
2: some of those guys have been mic'd up that's been pretty good yeah,
0: did you watch the the mickelson the and brady I, uh and, and I actually
2: didn't watch much of it. I literally, but I did literally turn it on, and that's when Brady hit that shot from the Trump fairway. <laughs> <Yeah. to try laughs> but but I, I, I know I saw it. I thought it was like for a two, and it wasn't. It was, I think, it was still for a four. Yeah, but exactly. I know, I know he was probably out of his element, element, and I'm well, a little but, bit but, nervous. You see
0: that shot he hits this like beautiful shot, like from the fairway, he gets it, and like if I do that, what am I doing, Dave? I'm screaming oh, yeah, yeah. and jumping and like giving someone the finger. Tom's like just looks around, like yeah, I did that. Yeah, like, see that, Chuck. Like he's—it's just so ridiculous. These guys are used to getting everything and being amazing. So probably wasn't—he wasn't probably surprised that it went in. I would have been jumping for joy, you know. Unbelievable. You
1: were really jumping for joy since you don't play golf.
0: So I don't play golf. Although, only played golf a couple of times. Actually, once there. I got a legitimate birdie, like my fourth time playing golf, I'm like, Hey, that's pretty
1: cool. So you so you you got three kids, Mike, right? Yep. You, got, yep. you got Ava, Sophie, and, and Luke. Big yep. Luke. So yep. sports for them. What are they playing? Yeah, the
2: girls play softball and uh, field hockey and um, and uh, Sophie also our, our middle daughter rides horses a lot, mm-hmm. so she loves that. Absolutely not. So, so they're busy with those things, and obviously school activities and, and that kind of stuff. And Luke plays hockey and baseball, a little bit of flag football, whatever, whatever time of the year it is. He, he does whatever is going on as well. So they're busy. They're busy.
1: Yeah, they got some pretty good genetics too, though, because I know your I know your wife pretty well. Uh, yeah. Recent, she's pretty active. You know, she was yeah. she was she ran in high school. What she ran that? in
2: high school, big track athlete star. So they
1: they got their speed from her she she's still kicking it hard right she's uh doing some like uh some
2: home workouts some, <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know what home we're on this week I don't know I know beach Bodies <laughs> and getting their money's worth so I don't know which workout we're on now I hear about it all the time, but they she's on a different one now, so she's in uh, in much better shape than me that's for sure because I cannot do the workouts and I can't get through them so I support i give more, I give support, but I'm not doing them no way
0: so my last question of the coach and coming back to it so ordinarily if it's if we're hitting July and you're in an usual year like what what are you doing in July are you going down to the Cape are you going? Are you just driving around some of the summer leagues? Like what do you what are you We're we talking about yeah, his for, baseball his you personal watching, life you know? on the beach. No, or is like, like like, look, looking for talent. Talent. You know, you're watching your guys playing in summer. Or yeah, July is nice always
2: an awesome yeah. month. It flies by. You look forward to it. So this it's it's nonstop. It's entire. You have something every day. Yep. And so we have our own personal camps at Northeastern. We have youth camps. We have prospect camps at our place. So we're we're doing that all those the going, time. It's going right now. No, we're they're all canceled. So we're not doing anything for for July. Yeah. Um, so we typically that's what we'd be doing, youth camps and prospect camps. And then, the ki- the, you know, the recruits are playing all over New England, Northeast. So I'm driving to New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all over New England, watching those guys. There's something to, something to be at every single day. So July is always probably the best recruiting month, the craziest month, the most fun, but, it, you know, there's always something going on. So, um, and, and then my own kids, obviously, trying to, trying to keep up with them and try to watch them play softball and baseball at that point. So, so it, it's typically the month you, you really look forward to. So it's, it's a big bummer right now. We're not even allowed to recruit per ncaa rules we can't recruit till august and that may even get pushed back we don't know as we sit here right now we might not be able to recruit at all this year so i feel bad for the juniors in high school they're in they're in a tough spot right now in all the sports and obviously they lost their regular high school season and now the recruiting aspect is going to be really difficult for them so this would be a a typically be an awesome time of year for all the recruiting and, and getting out there so this year Um, There's a couple leagues that are playing, you know, the Futures League, the Collegiate League, so I, I usually don't get to those games, so I'll try to get to some of those if they're playing and watch our players play. The Cape Cod League, I typically would go watch our guys play, but that's canceled. So, I'll try to get to see our guys play in the in the local college league, if you know, at the Futures, and watch them. And, and then, uh, you know, my wife just signed me up to coach my daughter's softball team, so, hey. I'll, so I'll, I, I never get that chance, so I'll be able to do that, so that'll well, be mate, fun. If you want to
0: come watch the Bedford Seniors, can, 1721s, my son will be on that team. Have some good time. Yeah, going to go. go. play yeah, in Lexington be, pretty much probably every, every other game summer. You
1: know? So, when, so when when you, when you when you're in the field, right, and you're coaching your daughter, you know, do do, do, I mean, do what credibility, you know, are people like <laughs> are people like none. That's that's <laughs> clapping. Oh my god, that's no, I don't think so. I'm like, hey, coach, like, no. shut up. I've been there, I've done that.
2: No, I don't think so. I forget if it was last year or the year before. It must have been last year. We we you know we got bounced out of our conference tournament. We lost in the semis, a tough game, and, you know, we just missed a walk-off home run to win it, and then we lost the next pitch or whatever, and I was on a bus the next day home, and then, like, the next day I was coaching first base at my daughter's softball game, like, still thinking about <laughs> losing the tournament. But here I am. I went from the head coach at Northeastern to coach for first base at a town softball game. So I don't think anyone cares. No one knows, and I'm just over there enjoying watching her play. No one's heckling you. Like, why'd you send her? <laughs> nice loss yesterday. No, but you'd be surprised. I would, yeah, someone said that'd be cool. That means they're paying attention. But <laughs> right. I'd, you'd be surprised at how. Hey, I'll be
1: right back when I crush this guy.
2: I'd, I do get competitive. I do get a little like, ooh, like I'm a little shocked. I gotta calm myself down during the, during the girls' softball games. But I don't say anything or do anything. But I'm thinking things, so gotta be careful.
0: You ever been ejected from a game?
2: I have just once. Wait, wait, when, what we'll, just, wait. What what are we talking? No, no not, so, not as a parent. So, girl, as a girls' softball, not girls' game. softball. No, professional. only uh, professionally twice, and then as a college coach, head coach once. Okay, yeah. What was that all about? Oh that was they 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 deserved to be thrown out as always. The, the college one was pretty good. I mean that we was a, it was a huge game, heated game. We we're facing a first round pick on the other team in our conference and and um it, this this game was tight, you know, and uh so they they lost the umpire lost the count early in the game. He he messed up the count. Yep then jeff costello happens all the time it happens more more than you think (laughs) that's crazy and then our guy jeff costello hits a pop-up um (laughs) like uh, between first and second base sky high and it lands they miss it they you know they're just talking to each other i got i got it they both look at each other. you've seen it a hundred times drops in but spins foul meanwhile jeff's running around the bases it's Um, past the base Jeff gets the third. They call. I, I call a timeout, and I just said, uh, "Excuse me, I don't want to embarrass you here. This is the second one, but I think you missed that." Was that was your opening line. Yeah, yeah, because I, I knew he, this was an easy
0: one. Did you run out? You just walked out. No, calmly. I walked out oh, yeah. calmly.
2: Like, hey, okay, I hate to embarrass you, but you, you you messed this up. You don't know the rule here. The ball went past the base. Right. It's fair. And he goes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. I'm going to go talk to the umpires and make it look like we changed the call, but I messed up. Yeah. So they changed it, but then they put him back to first. So I, I went nuts on that because I said, hold on. Our guy was running. He was on third base right. by the rules. So that was the second one. <laughs> then we had a bang, bang play at third base that didn't go our way. So I yelled out for that one. And Then the last one, <laughs> the, the, the final one, we got bases loaded on this first round pick. I mean, it's a one-to-one game, seventh inning, yeah. and Jeff Costello again at third base uh, line shot to the third baseman. Yep. Kid catches it for an out. Jeff dives back safe, so the umpire points out on the catch, safe on the tag. So Jeff gets back. The third baseman's so excited they got, thought he got a double play. He spikes the ball on the ground. They run off the field. <gasps> well, here come the Huskies, oh, yeah. circling on the bases, 3 runs score. Umpire says, no, they send everybody back. No said, my call confused them. Everyone goes back.
0: What? Oh, no.
2: So this time, this is my fourth, fourth time out of the game. I'm sorry, man. And I mom. said, at this point, there's some things came out of my mouth that shouldn't have. And, and I finally said, I'm not leaving this field till you throw me out because I can't watch you anymore. You make me sick or something along those lines. And... They finally threw me out.
1: He said, "Can I? Can, can I actually throw you out?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, take you, me better, "You better." Me you take better. Your rule book. It's like yeah. losers, throw me out of the game. You know? It, it was
2: probably, honestly, one of the worst games I've ever seen. Umpired in like a huge game and, too. You lo- and you lost the game in the end. And we ended up losing. We gave him a home run, I think, in the eighth or something. I, I was sitting on the bus. Obviously, the one six to one, right? <laughs> I was on the bus. I was long gone, and we gave up a home run. Lost like three to two. Yeah. So to 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 boot, we got we got tossed. We lost, and uh, yeah, nothing nothing went well that day.
1: It's like that famous Olympic game, right? It was a basketball Uh, game. 72 basketball championship with the the Russians, right? Let's
0: let's run the play again. Let's do it again. Let's Let's do it again. One more time.
1: That's great. That's the only one. You don't have a temper, Mike
2: Lavin. I do have a temper. I'm competitive, but I try to hold it in. Try to hold it in. It's better when my parents are at the game, the home games. They sit right near the home plate, so I'm usually on my best behavior when they're there. I try not to swear or, or say anything I shouldn't say.
1: You've had some some kick butt seasons though with our Northeastern, right? I mean,
2: yeah, we've had some good ones. You know, I thought this team might have been the best we've had so this year was really uh obviously again frustrating to have the season go and understandable but for, for what we were doing the pace we were on and who we had beaten already and um you know we we swept south florida down at their place we took two or three of florida atlantic which are two perennial regional programs and um you know we'd come up here we won our first home game and you know it's really talented talented team and and um you know, we we finished 11th in the country in RPI, which is a stat that kind of ranks who you play and your records and that kind of stuff. And there's a long way to go. I'm not saying we would have stayed there, but it put us in in a position where I think, you know, we we were going to have a great season.
0: So, I mean, you're talking about the non-conference schedule earlier. And baseball is not like football where, like, Oregon should not be scheduling a FCS yeah great team because they might lose a home game. Like, these games are scheduled, but it's not like – you're not a sure thing. Like, you're going right. to they know it's just a good... You're not trying to build the RPI for the postseason tournament, right? That, no. So we are kind of like a risky...
2: Yeah, I mean, we're trying kind of to... Ch- I'm trying to grow the program and challenge our guys, so we'll play... We'll, we'd will like to play those guys, and, and certainly we're not favored or anything like that going into the, to the... To the weekends, especially early in the year, where we just stepped out of a gym potentially or our indoor facility been or outside go, all winter and they 've right. been outside, you know, so typically we start out slow, you know which is understandable, and then we start to pick up steam and, and that 's kind of our, my plan anyways. I prefer to be playing our best at the end, not at the beginning, but we don 't go into those weekends feeling like we don 't have a shot or anything like that you know we 've had some some really big wins you know we played at Auburn a couple of years ago they were undefeated and and 15th rank in the country and we gave them their first loss and you know it was pretty obviously a big deal for us and so um you know we've beaten SEC teams ACC teams and and we still you know don't have the facilities and things that they have but I think our guys have the right mindset going into the to the weekends and I think that's the biggest thing for me is to see how our guys will react in those environments and and who wants to compete and who wants to show these guys what we can do and you know, see how it goes.
0: Amazing. What are you watching now for fun? What are you watching? What kind of shows is you guys watching over at this house? What are oh, you binging?
2: Um well we've binged a lot of movies. We 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 have a little uh family uh potluck sort of thing where you get to pick the series. So we've been watching oh. series. Uh so we've we've finished the Hunger Games. Nice. Uh, we've done Harry Potter. We've done Lord of the Rings. Mm. We've done. It's a lot of hours. It is. We've done, we did Twilight. Yeah.
1: Hold on. Who picked that one? Yeah, I know. That wasn't yours. You're not going
2: to believe who picked this one, but it was actually me. Wow. No. God. It what, was. I mean, well, two two teenage daughters. I thought uh-huh. they'd enjoy it, well, I mean, and uh, I mean, vampires first one, and werewolves.
0: The first one isn't that bad. The next four it's like, <laughs> can they go any slower? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. They were, they were a little
2: <laughs> slow, but they, the the kids enjoyed them. So yeah. I'd prefer a little more action, sure. you know. But. Uh, <laughs> But that was good. So I don't even know. I think we're on Pirates of the Caribbean right well, now. Are you are
1: you are you increase watching anything yourselves like no. late at night?
2: Oh geez, we've watched I don't know how many shows. We we keep switching. I can't think of I mean I'm watching The Wire right now. I'm trying to <gasps> catch too. back on that. Oh, so what I'm on, on season what? 3 almost just at the end. Season 3 today. Yeah, we have got about two episodes left oh, on season 3. So I'm, I'm that's kind of been my Buckle up my go to. Yeah. Oh yeah, good. Hand. Good yeah oh, so he's so
1: jealous Dave oh like, no, I'm know not what's jealous happening. I'm watching I mean no, we no, watched I'm the good, Ozarks the Ozarks was odd. Finished we, we Ozark, finished yeah. those yeah, good well, go. I, I turned Dan onto that no you so did. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to get him to watch um Breaking Bad, Breaking right? Bad. yeah and the Sopranos he's watched neither of those yeah I'm extremely Fine. jealous of if you have never watched those because you can anticipate you, can, it. you yeah. watch you watch I, those I haven't watched all the
2: Sopranos either no
1: no I gotta finish the wire first I'll watch Twilight <laughs> and and I watch Heat. I'll go back to Heat, watch from, Heat the, yeah, yeah. from the '80s, and you and you Heat, guys will watch ninety five And you guys 95. will watch Long Gone, and then we'll, Long we'll, Gone we'll be good to go. And then, then maybe I'll we'll watch Judge Dread. All right, we'll just call it call it a day. You can probably skip that one. Yeah.
2: I'll I'll, I'll one. put Long Gone on the queue. Please. We'll see Please. how yeah, that goes. I, I, <laughs> you can watch it for free on <laughs> YouTube. Good luck finding we'll it. <laughs> up, right,
0: That's the last I'm time so I saw it. Dave, have last questions for you, my friend. You set this whole thing up for us.
1: Nah, it's been it's been, it's been a long time coming. No, I I've, I'm just it's a, it's it's a, I mean I know that when we got here to do this, and, you know, I forgot that you and Mike had met has met, had met before. It's great to get get you guys together again and um, share some time. No, I just uh, thanks a lot, Mike, for being here and talking to us.
2: Yeah, so. it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks,
1: guys.
0: So. Um Good luck with whatever's going to happen next. And yeah, you, you, and we don't know anything. So if all goes well, like you'll pick it up, and there'll be some fall ball if Northeastern's able to reopen. And That's the take plan. It, take it from there.
2: Yeah, the plan is to have yep. a fall season. How, what it'll look like, I don't know. I, I'm sure it won't be our typical fall, but. The plan is to have a, a fall season and then um, and then come back
1: after the new year, hopefully healthy and everybody's
2: everything's so in a Northeast better place. On
1: tap to start, there's a lot of the Boston colleges and my daughters. Are going, one of my daughters still goes to Skidmore, and they're they're on tap to start in August. Are you guys up? We top are top? on.
2: We are. We you know. I still think they're formulating the plans and maybe some hybrid where you're in the class a couple of days a week yep. and maybe remote one of the days and and things like that. I think they're still working through that. I know they've purchased more more housing and try That's to great. spread the kids out. So I think they're going to have an adjustment with with quads and kids are going to be, there's only going to be two in a, in a place and one and some, a lot of singles. I think they're going to limit the the um, amount of students in uh, the dining halls at certain times and they'll space that out as well. So, you know, I, I know they're trying, you know, and, and uh, so hopefully we're we're as close to normal this fall as possible and with, with for our students, for their lives, and then obviously the athlete part of it as well and social aspects and and then and playing baseball this spring next spring
0: and what and what age softball are you coaching the sixteens the uh 14s. 14. yeah so I won't yeah. see it there but definitely yeah. speak about the Lexington summer baseball stuff. Yeah. See so you up. said that
1: you that your team will play anybody right so, yeah so Dan here is on a is on a coed softball team in Bedford I think you guys five you, you should five get time you should champions. get some of your boys and meet <laughs> so, them on the field you know? sounds like a, f- f- you a you fundraising opportunity
0: yeah you go <laughs> well before the pandemic Ooh. there was talk of the Bedford guys coming over to the Lexington Wood Bat softball league and playing this summer there we go going to happen until yeah. Nothing have you been?
1: Have you been so. approached to play anybody's softball team around here? I
2: have not. Oh yeah, oh, no, hey. I did. I went, no, that's a lie. I did a couple of years ago. I I said I don't. I think um, <laughs> my days are long gone. You put your hand on Yeah, right, yeah. I put, put the hand on the box. In, And I don't think I need to add any more distractions <laughs> of being away from home with when the typical recruiting and everything else is yeah. going on. I'm never home, so I don't need to add something else.
1: This, that's a it's a year round job basically being a coach. I mean, yeah, it really is. it's 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 not a lot. Of, it's not a lot of glory. No, December
2: is probably the slow the slow time of the year before I mean it's still stuff going on in November because we have fall ball and we have recruiting going on then December's the holiday breaks and January we come right back and we start we start in first week of January so
0: all right well episode 29 in the books I want to thank Mike Laban again for his hospitality in the monsoon and uh, and Dave for setting up for us shout out to our producer Julie Manoogian at Lex Media which is opening again next week but not for the public so we can't get in there yet Dave I'm sorry but we're not the public
1: and I don't follow no NCAA rules either so it's um, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't follow them all either and, and, and free Dave oh, I do, I do
0: uh, and also to Joy Freeman again for the intro and the outro for his wonderful music we'll have him on the podcast soon and Dave's been very busy lining up his main guys yep. for some upcoming shows so looking forward We're to uh, good, guests. Yeah, good guests looking forward to the pod rodeo as I said the other night so we'll see how that goes but Mike thanks again for bringing it, coming on today and um, we'll talk to everybody later have a great week thanks Dan What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Minugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.